damn, let's talk some shit. It's Polly Siegel and Victoria Aaron, two licensed therapists who've spent way too much money on degrees, certifications, and trainings. Mm. We both love what we do and couldn't imagine working in any other profession, but we're forced to be serious all the time, and that gets boring. Shit Talking Shrinks discusses important mental health topics, the human experience, and society at large, while poking fun along the way. It won't be all fun and games because after every episode, you'll walk away with tangible tools to navigate life more effectively. We love a tangible tool. Episode six, trauma and trauma responses. Ooh, we. So trauma. Trauma is a hot topic. It's buzzy. It's a buzzword for sure. It's a buzzword. And a lot of people are trying to learn more about what is trauma? How does trauma present? What does a trauma presentation look like? We're hoping that this episode will allow more clarity around all those things. Let us get clear. So what is trauma? Let's define it. So previously, people viewed trauma in a very specific and rigid way. Trauma was thought of if you went to war, if you got into a severe car accident, if you were assaulted. There were sort of these scripts around, if you experience specific events, then you have endured trauma. Whereas now, and a lot of the best trauma researchers have shown us that really trauma is just any event or experience that overwhelms the brain's ability to cope. Yes. This is like Gabor Mate. He says, it's not what happened, it's how it affects you in your body. And so that could be a breakup. That could be losing your job. That could be a real, really stressful family event. The opportunities are endless, but it's something that jars the brain and doesn't allow the brain to recalibrate. So it scrambles the brain in a way where it can't find its homeostasis anymore. Exactly. And so with this newly defined definition, it allows people to really see their experiences through a new lens a lens that isn't so rigid and confined, but lots of things can jar the brain. So with that definition, we look at, okay, how does trauma present? And then what does it look like for that individual? So in my practice, I do a lot of trauma work and we're doing it on things that most people probably wouldn't even define as jarring, but for that individualized person, it is. Yeah. I think it also like, We learn how to cope through nature and nurture. And a lot of times in our field, trauma is looked at in two categories, right? Big T trauma, like war and car accidents and loss, and then little T trauma, like things that break down the tire over time. I don't agree with that at all. I don't care if it's big or small. It really depends on like your resilience, how you saw your parents cope, what your nervous system is like since birth how you regulate now. Absolutely. So it's not as black and white. No, it's a whole lot of gray. Yeah. It's so hard to be in the gray. It is. Our brain loves polarization. It's like a safe place for the brain. Mm. Is this or that? Always this or that. Never these. (laughs) That was sick. You're so fucking weird. That was sick. (laughs) If you think about it. Sometimes I look at you when we're recording and I'm like, how did I find my missing part. We found each other. The universe put us together. Truly. Yeah. Truly. I'm grateful for that. Me too. I'm really grateful for that. 
Okay, so what do trauma responses look like? So first, we're going to see emotional changes, okay? After trauma, a lot of anger, fear, sadness, shame, guilt. Those are pretty common emotions that are associated with past trauma. Numbness. I was about to say numbness. Disconnectedness. We call Um, that dissociation. Yeah, dissociation is also a hot topic. We could probably do a whole other episode on that. When, oh God, I just have to put this in there. When somebody is zoning out, it does not necessarily mean they're dissociating. Fucking Gen Z TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, I'm dissociating. It's bitch. You've been watching TikTok for 18 hours. Your brain is trying to recalibrate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Gen Z just love, they love being sick. They do. They fucking get off to being sick. I'm depressed. Yeah. I'm anxious. Yeah. I have trauma. Yeah. I have PTSD. Yeah. Anyways. It's so sick. Emotional. So you're going to see emotional shifts when you experience trauma. Mm-hmm. With those emotional shifts, there's going to be emotional dysregulation, meaning you're not able to regulate your nervous system. So these are those emotional spirals or that lashing out, not being able to find that homeostasis within. Yes. And when we struggle to regulate emotions, we tend to engage in high-risk behaviors. So I'll get calls of, I struggle with an eating disorder, or I'm compulsively shopping, overeating, I'm binging, I'm gambling. And that's not really what's at the crux of the issue. It's trauma. Because when we're not able to regulate our nervous system, we find other ways to regulate. And that could be through alcohol and drugs. The list is endless of our vices of trying to get calm. Get calm. When someone comes my way and they say, I've had an eating disorder for 10 years, my first thought is, what traumatic shit have you gone through? Yeah. Or I uncontrollably eat and I'm binging. What trauma have you gone through? Right. Drinking a pint of day, what trauma have you gone through? That is always my first thought when I find someone who has compulsions. Absolutely. So this is the work I do in my coaching, right? Because I believe the only real way to maintain abstinence and sobriety is to understand dysregulation and distress tolerance. So what we're talking about too is polyvagal theory. Yes. There's a really good book by Deb Dana. It's called The Polyvagal Theory. And if you like to read, I fucking hate reading, hate it. Yeah. But I liked this book. And that's really what my coaching model is based on is how the fuck do I get back to being connected? And so what happens is when we stay in a state of dysregulation for too long, the brain evolutionarily has mechanisms that we fall into. So if I'm emotionally dysregulated for too long, my brain will go into one of two states. One, hyperarousal. This is where we're hypervigilant, we're anxious, we're panicked, we're keyed up, we're on edge, we're revved up. It's like we've done too much cocaine. Yeah. Just sounded like I had just done a line. Yeah, you sounded manic. You're like keyed up. I'm ready. I'm going. I was trying to be like hyper aroused. I felt that hyper arousal. You're talking about fight or flight, right? So that's one state. Or our brain can step into hypo arousal. God, excuse me. Shut down. Okay, so this is when we feel numb, disconnected, Mm -hmm. deadened autopilot. We're going through the motions. We're not present. We're in this dissociative state. So you're either going into hyperarousal or hypoarousal. And those are trauma states. Okay. And that's just the brain going into a protective mode. 
And when we stay in either of those states too long, we see physical issues. Look, our physical wellness shifts when we're in trauma states. We're going to see sleep disturbances, GI issues, cardiovascular issues, neurological, muscules. How do you say that word? Musculoskeletal. <laughs> Mus- <laughs> Musculoskeletal. <laughs> no. We're going to have muscle and skeletal issues dermatological issues, right? We're going to see skin problems yeah. when we're in a hyper arousal. sounds like a Pepto-Bismol commercial. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Trauma, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, musculoskeletal diarrhea. But really, these states lead to physical problems. Yes. Our definitely. thinking changes. Our belief systems change because of trauma. Yeah. Our thought processes look differently after trauma. Trauma affects absolutely everything in our body on a cellular level. Our brain structurally changes after trauma. And they've done fMRI imaging where they look at brains before and after. And the brain looks different after trauma. How could it not? If something's overwhelming your ability to cope, I'm not just talking about emotional coping in every way, and your brain is the epicenter of your entire functioning, you are fucked. If you're not doing work around it. But I really do believe that like most of us are walking around in one or two trauma states, right? Mm-hmm. Either I'm hypo-aroused, I'm hyper-aroused, I'm not getting connected, I'm not part of. And so I'm just fucking shit up. So people might ask, if I'm not in hyper-arousal or hypo, then where should I be? And we call that the window of tolerance. And, and I say it in terms of polyvagal, it's connected. Yep. That's when we feel safe, when we're calm, when we're grounded. Mm-hmm. We're in that feel good, like, I'm vibing, man. Yeah. Abraham Hicks calls it your vortex. Ooh. Yeah. I, I just thought that. of Abraham Lincoln when you said that. Abraham Lincoln tried and true guy. He Wait, told a lie. Why don't we always think of Abraham Lincoln as like this good guy? Like he also owned slaves. I hate history. I told you I don't like reading. I don't give a fuck. But I do give a fuck about slavery, okay? Ugh. Unlike you. <laughs> window of tolerance. That's what we're trying to achieve. That is our safe zone. That is where the nervous system feels the happiest. So you want a tangible tool? Yeah. Give it to me right now. So good. Here it comes. Do you need lube? No. Believe me, I don't. You raw dogging it? I'm 31 and I'm ready to go. Okay. So how do we get into our window of tolerance when we're in these trauma states? First and foremost, our breath is one of the most powerful ways to get into the window of tolerance. Yes. And it's not just ordinary breathing. I like to do the 478 method. So we breathe in through the nose, belly distend for a count of four. We're going to hold that breath for a count of seven and then exhale through the mouth, pursed lips for a count of eight. Ooh, when you just said pursed lips, something happened to me. Really? Yeah. What happened? Pursed lips. I was like, oh, she said to stem the belly. Oh. Like, I was just like, feel like I'm in a sexy yoga class. <laughs> Four, seven, eight. Yep. We've seen on fMRI imaging that it actually helps the brain to regulate and get back into that window of tolerance. And you know what's so interesting? Like, of course, because it's so right. simple. It's so simple. It's so simple. Okay, so when you feel dysregulated, okay, when you're in that hypo, hyper arousal state, I want you to pause and do the four, seven, eight breathing for 10 sets. Mm. Okay, so four, 
In for four, hold for seven, out for eight is considered one set. Do it 10 times and I promise you, your body's going to feel different. You're going to like how you look. I guarantee you. That's men's warehouse. (laughs) They should sponsor us. (laughs) Second tool, using our five senses. Okay. I'm giving you the most easily accessible tools that don't require a lot of effort. Yeah. Five senses. Yep. Okay. And this is really interesting. So have you ever been watching National Geographic? Yeah. You don't read, but do you watch TV? I like it. If you ever see a gazelle escape a lion. Yeah. Okay. And then she breaks free and she's not in danger anymore. So sick. She uses her senses. You're going to see her smell the air. You're going to see her scan her peripherals. She might even dig her little hooves into the ground. (gasps) She might pause and eat some food. Are you serious? Her ears perk up. She's listening. She's using her five senses to regulate after danger. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's so hot. And cool, right? I'm freaking out inside. Yeah. I want to watch that. You got to watch okay. whenever an animal escapes their predator. Googling gazelle regulation. <laughs> so we're no different. Right. If we use our five senses, it's going to help us get back into the window of tolerance. Okay. Yep. So I like to do the five, four, three, two, one method. Yeah. You're going to pause and find five different things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste right. if food is available. Okay. But I don't want you to just be like, oh, I see a lamp. I see a table. No. There's a couch. Don't be a bitch about it. I want you to study it like it's the first time you've ever seen a freaking couch in like your life. Like you're a baby. You've never seen one before. You're a baby. Or I like to say to clients, you're an alien. I want you to imagine you arrived on Earth and you've never seen a lamp before. Yeah. Study it. Yeah. Look at the colors, the textures, the shapes, all of the facets of that object. Yeah. So study the lamp. And after you're done studying it for a minute, go to your next object. Study a computer for the first time. Yeah. When you get to hearing, I want you to close your eyes and try to notice four different sounds in your environment. So once you find four different sounds, you move on to touch. So with touch, I want you to really feel different textures. Close your eyes. Feel something soft. Use your fingertips to feel all of it. Feel all of it. Textures, temperatures, really focus all of your energy on what are my fingertips feel. Get the fuck in there. Get in there. I just had a craving to put my hand in a jar of applesauce. Oh, and shit around. Yeah. yeah. I thought of peanut butter. Oh, you love peanut butter. Fuck, man. <laughs> Why does it have to be so calorically dense? I know, because it's amazing. Not that I give a shit about calories. I just wish it was like not so heavy. Yeah, it's a heavy food, but it it's feels a, so good. But it feels so good. Okay, so you're going to use your fingertips. Then for smell, okay, I want deep inhale, perfume or cologne or a candle or even smell your hair. Stick your face in it. Stick your face in it. Breathe deeply. Three deep breaths. And then taste. I don't want you to pop the grape in your mouth and guzzle it down and swallow it. I want you to taste the grape. It's like the first time you've ever tasted it. You're a grape virgin, baby. You're a grape virgin. You're an alien. Okay? Never had it before. So swish it around in your mouth. Move it on your teeth and your gums. 
taste the flavor profiles. Yeah. Notice how your tongue feels with the food. What is it like to swallow the food? Yeah. Again, we're bringing like really intense like energy to that sense. Do you know what just hit me? What? I know we have to wrap up soon, but this is why people use sex to regulate. I really have never thought about that before until this moment, but like it's every sense. And it helps us get back into our body. So sick. Let's all go fuck now. Yeah, we all should go fuck. Right? Bow. 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 Yeah. Okay. So taste. You're an alien. Dead ass. You a baby. Yeah. You a baby alien. Okay. And obviously there's many more tools. So many. To regulate nervous system and get back to window tolerance. But we wanted to give you two. Actually, I'm going to throw in three. Okay. Music. Yes. Music affects the part of the brain that also helps with regulation. Mm -hmm. So pop in your earbuds and I want you to listen to a song with hyper focus. I want you to notice the instruments, beats, mm -hmm. the tone, the inflection, the mm -hmm. lyrics. You're putting all your energy into really like immersing yourself into that song. No distractions. I don't want you to do anything else except listen to that song. Yeah. I love it. All right. We hope that this helps to better define trauma, explains a little bit more about how it affects our whole system and what you can do to get back into your window of tolerance. That is the only way. Lots of love to you all. Big love. Bye-bye. Catch you later. <laughs>